everybody, Meg here. We have such an exciting episode for you. Our guest, Karen Rontowski, is a super funny comedian and ghost hunter. You can check out her podcast, Paranormal Karen, on Spotify and all other streaming platforms. It's really fun. I would definitely recommend giving that a a listen. Also, check out her comedy special. It was produced through Dry Bar Comedy. It's called Wyoming is Boring, and it's super hilarious. So I loved having Karen. She was super awesome. We have a fun EVP for you that's, that's in the episode. And I really think you guys are going to enjoy this. So here you go. You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary. Real silly. Real stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Chills. Uh, I'm your host, Meg Getz, and today I'm super excited for our guest. We have Karen Montowski. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I didn't mention this before when we were talking, but I saw Jackie Cation special, and she briefly mentions you. I don't know if you know that. And immediately... I think she's talking about ghost radar or something. She said, yeah, she said something about you being a comedian that's into the paranormal. And immediately it was like, I was like, I have to find her. Like I followed you like as fast as possible because I love comics that also like the paranormal things. It's just such a fun, weird little group of people, you know, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of us surprisingly, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I was so excited and um, yeah, we'll do plugs at the end, but definitely check out Karen's podcast. It's really cool. So we ask all of our guests when we get started the same question and it's, where do you stand on the paranormal? Are you more of like a skeptic? Are you all in believer? I am all in and I have been all in since I was little, in fact, um, because I I read tarot cards during the day and I'm always amazed when someone is like, I don't believe in that. I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 100% in. Plus, that's a lot of my income. So I better be in. Right. Definitely. I'm, I'm the same. I tend to want to believe. So I don't give people a hard time. And, you know, if they have something weird happen to them, who are you to say that that didn't happen, right? So I think exactly. that's, yeah, I think that's cool. And tarot is, I really think tarot is awesome because it's almost, it's almost like a self-help thing where it kind of like guides you, you know, if you're in a weird mental headspace, I've always found that the cards are telling me stuff like be nicer to yourself <laughs> and like, you know, <laughs> things that I'm like, oh, darn it. Like you got me. Like I had my one friend do two different decks recently and that's what both said. So she was like, all right, this is clearly a thing that you need to work on. So they've been spot on. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, if you really understand it. And also um, it's, you know, it's uh, the tarot, the images of the, the tarot are also um, like Jungian dream uh, symbols. It's all oh, wow. connected. There's so much deeper there. And it's funny because um I'm trying to, I say trying to make my own deck that is a lot, one of the suits in it is mirrors, like how we're wow. mirroring what so yeah, obviously you can tell I'm way too into this. No, that's really cool. And mirrors in the in like the landscape of like the paranormal are like really important because they're kind of, you know, portals and you know, <laughs> it can be dangerous when facing each other and all that stuff. 
Yeah, I could tell a funny a funny story real quick is yeah. I have a neighbor who this apartment that I live in is uh, apartment building is quite haunted. And of course I'm doing tarot in it. So I have to like extra keep it clean and keep stuff out of here. Sure. Well, across from me always lived a younger girl, a woman in her thirties. And when that one moved out, another one moved in and they were always pretty intuitive and psychic. And they were always bothered by something in that apartment. And the last people that moved in were, much older, not happy. They mm-hmm. eat terrible food. And mm. all I know is everything went out of my apartment into theirs. Like everything went to them. And wow. I cleared, the woman has a, has it, it's attached to her, which I'm, I don't know how to tell her that because she's so angry. So <laughs> Yeah, awkward. <laughs> as I'm as I'm packing because I'm moving, I leave stuff out by my door. Well, one day she threw this fit, and I was like, I think I was. I think she yelled at me, and she yelled at another neighbor, and she didn't. And I was like, I'm done. So I put a mirror outside of my door um, because this is how I use mirrors, right outside the door facing her apartment with a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff. Like I was moving out because what you want to do when you have that negative activity is if like, if you have a wall, you want to point the mirror at their wall and reflect back to them. And it just well, bounces back. Yeah. Sure enough, there's a knock on my door and she is screaming, why is there a mirror out here? And I was like, okay. And I moved it in, but it was like, so apparent to me that that thing attached to her knew exactly what I was, was doing. Yeah. Onto you. Yeah. Wow. That's so scary. Yeah. Oh, she no. never yelled about anything, but the, why is there a mirror out here? She, and so now it's inside the door facing. Oh, good. <laughs> it's still facing her though, just in case. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That energy's not coming over here. I love that. Well, I hope she gets better. I'm always, I, we have had some psychics on the show before and I'm always like, you can tell me, tell, I wanted, you know what I mean? But, um, they're always like, nah, you're, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, you're so positive and, and you're, you know, you're positive and that's all I see. That's good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I try to be, I do really try. So I'm glad it's working, um, but yep. you have an eat like a really cool story to tell us. So, um, do you want to get started with with that one? Sure, Ooh. sure. So I um so another I don't know if you've had him on yet, but Ryan Singer is another comic that does mm-hmm. the paranormal, and uh, he called me and said he was doing a documentary, and did I want to go with him to uh to outside of Cincinnati? The place is called Post Town mm, Elementary School. And I was like, of course, of course. And I had never heard about it. I think I had one, I had one guy on my podcast years ago, a friend of mine, that he told me where he got a terrible attachment. And I was like, I think this is the same place. So yeah. I have to go. So we get there and I walk in and this is like, I have been in bad situations. I've I've only twice in my life dealt with demonic situations and I know the feeling. And I walked in and I was like, oh boy. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. demonic. I didn't get that, but it was heavy. It was like, oh my, I started to get a little worried. And in fact, when I left there, I was like, never again. And then Ryan called me and said, you go back. And I was like, of course, of course. (laughs) I love it. Okay. (laughs) My brain is going, no. And I'm like, of course I'll get my tickets. So, um, (laughs) so this place is, uh, 
first of all, the people that work there are amazing. The the regular sort of, there's a guy that owns the place and stays there. And he has footage of stuff dragging him out of bed. He had some of this most unbelievable, and I was like, why are you here? And um, he was kind of, I, I don't even know the answer to that. I didn't even get around to interviewing him because I was interviewing like the regular team that worked there. So a lot of people don't know I have, um, well, probably no one, people on your podcast probably have no idea who I am, so I should start there. <laughs> I have a, a dog named Courage. He's a eight-pound papillon, and uh, I met him because uh, when he was very young, he got very sick, and the vets couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. So someone said, you got to call this really smart lady. She lives in Florida. She's an animal communicator. She's going she's gonna to tell you what's going on. And I know everybody is like, that's ridiculous. There's no smart ladies in Florida. But- <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So she immediately figures out what's wrong with him. Mm-hmm. And then some, actually there's some funny stuff with that, but she becomes my best friend. Mm-hmm. So we are talking all the time and she literally has this sort of communication with my dog where I remember one time I was talking to her on the phone and she's, I'm in California, she's in Florida. And she's like, uh, excuse me, but courage who we now call the boss. Cause she mm-hmm. said, she's never met a dog this bossy. <laughs> He says that there are little triangles in his dish and um, there used to be little squares and he is not eating the triangles. He wants the squares. And I had just changed his food. (laughs) Oh, wow. So it's stuff like that. So what she and I started doing is I would take him to haunted places and she would tell me what he sees. So I was like, well, this is a documentary. Let's make it interesting. Let's bring in the cutest dog in the world. Let's get the boss. <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. So um, we are, we, I bring him, I'm back and forth a lot. It was like, I can't, I can't, he couldn't stay in there a long time because the vibration really bothered him or there's wow. certain places to get out. So um, I think he stayed like two hours and he was good. And he got a lot of chicken. That was his whole oh, thing nice. was that. Yeah, after it was done, it was like he's expecting some chicken. <laughs> so he, we, we are only in the front room. We're not even in the whole thing. And he starts describing rooms that I haven't been to. He's like, there's a room that has a cement wall that people started and they stopped and it smells like this. And the other guys that worked there were like, oh my God, he's talking about this room, the furnace room in the basement. It's half painted, whatever. He is getting, nailing everything. He is talking about a room upstairs where it used to be two rooms or it was one room and now it's two rooms. There's a room upstairs where a wall was knocked down. It's unbelievable how he's describing the whole place. And he's talking about the mean lady over here and this is here. And um, he says, don't go into the basement, which of course I did. (laughs) Okay. That's so fun. Okay. It was just a phenomenal, um, like everybody was like, wow. And so then I take courage home and then we go back for the night. And this guy, his name is Eric. He's from Epic Paranormal. For those, for ghost hunters that know, you have something called a, it's called a shack hack or a, um, not a voice box. I can't remember the other name for it. I call it a shack hack because that's what mine was. Spirit box? Is that what it's called? Spirit box. Spirit box. So people know the spirit box. It goes, you hear, you hear, you know, radio stations come through, stuff like that. So he has made it so 
you he took out all the white noise mm-hmm. okay he made it so the radio stations are the sound comes up backwards so you can't understand it because sometimes when you're using the spirit box you're kind of like did they just say that or was that the station mm-hmm. or i get enough out of it so when some when it hits a radio station it goes like conk and that's like you're conk and then okay. he has added reverb so when you get an answer from a spirit it's the only one going forward like a word and it repeats it three times echoes. so you right so it's like you could say we uh i think at one point ryan said are you human and it said we are not human we are not human we're not human so <laughs> yes creepy it's beyond creepy and we're doing this in the middle of the night in this place and this the place is like just having dialogue conversations it's beyond and then the machine is creepy but you can't get up this is the most fascinating thing i've ever seen they're talking about ufos they're talking about places outside it just blew my mind it was so much so i'm uh, listening to all this on the plane, on the way home, listening to the recordings over and over. So I texted Sonia, the animal communicator. And I said to her, that was amazing what you and the boss did. Do you want to hear some of this stuff from this machine that we were using all night? So she goes, sure, text me something. So I, I text the shortest clip that I can find. Just a short one to show her how the machine works. And then I get a text back and she says, I can't stop shaking. And I said, why? And she said, the first voice on that message is her grandson who is alive, who calls her Gammy. Mm. And it goes, Gammy, Gammy, Gammy. And then a second voice comes in and goes, Sonia, Sonia, Sonia. And she texted she had him sent me a recording of him saying gammy it was so spot on and it was like of all the 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 odds that i sent her that exact clip that i wouldn't yeah. recognize gammy and the odds of that happening and for like two weeks i was like okay is everything okay at your house <laughs> you yeah oh and no yeah because then I was like, oh my God, I brought her into it. But the ultimate is those are trickster spirits. And they I that's the end of my podcast. I just go, congratulations, Post Town, you win. Yeah. Because that I'll send you the clip if you want to use it. But it's Yeah, please. I did listen to the podcast and it did, it gave me legitimate chills when I heard it because it kind of opened my mind to like, cause this is so far removed from the school, right? It's not even like it's you and your loved ones, it's Sonia and then her. So it just, it makes me like, how, how are they able to pull that? You know what I mean? It's so frightening. It is. Well, you know, two things that I think, because, you know, she was, I do, I do think these things go through the phone and I've recently, just recently, because there's been such a shift in things, um, 
I've had things come through on the phone while I'm reading tarot and that never happened before. Uh, I remember one woman was telling me something and I, I, I don't usually do attachments or I don't scare people. My readings are usually a pretty 3d and pretty like, here's how you go. And this is what's going to happen. Yeah. But she this extreme situation. And I said, I think your husband has an attachment. And as I said, the word attachment, something screamed in my ear so loud that I had to pull the headphone <gasps> off. And then I said, did, did you have a dog barking or what was like, sometimes a dog will sound that loud. And she goes, no, I think that, I think we got something in our house. And I was like, yeah, now it's in my house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it, everything is so, so I, two things I think, I think it was literally watching Sonia the whole time. It was like, that was the thing. It was like, you're watching us. We're watching you. Right. Which I Cause so she was the one communicating for courage. Yeah. Mm. She was kind of almost the most connected of like the humans to them. Exactly. And courage told her he'd never take her any place dangerous. So I thought that was cute. <laughs> but I think, you know, that's my favorite saying when you look into the paranormal, it looks into you. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> you know, I think that there's an interesting thing about EVPs and ghost photos, mm -hmm. which is you can get them and hear them and then they suddenly disappear or you can listen 10 times. And on the 11th time, there's something there. And I think they literally put that on after, like, I think they can put mm. evidence on because there's no way the odds of me picking one yeah. clip had that are crazy. And what's scary is it sounds like a child's voice. Like I've heard it and it's cute and it's little, it's not like, like crackly, like, you know, spirit box words normally are. It sounds like, a, I, I don't know, that is insane to me. <laughs> I also, so I told my boyfriend about this and he's a skeptic, basically. He's rational, uh, which is why we're a good fit, fit I think. But um, <laughs> I was listening to your podcast and I was getting ready for a show and I have TikTok and I try to like record myself getting ready sometimes. And I was like, ah, I'll leave the podcast on because I'm going to put music over it anyway. You know what I mean? It's not going to matter when I edit it. And so I recorded the video and I stopped recording and I put it on the sink and I'm still listening to your podcast, but I had stopped recording at that point and I'm doing all my makeup. And then I looked down to see that it had started recording again. Um, and it had been recording for like four minutes without me realizing it. And I tried to listen back and I couldn't really catch anything. And of course, Dan is like, that's nothing. And I'm like, that was spooky. <laughs> I felt that was kind of scary to me. I didn't love it, you know? My phone's never done that before and it hasn't done it since, but no. ugh, it gave, it kind of gave me the chills a little bit. I, I really think that place, like I've been to some creepy places, the reach of that place, it would not surprise me at all. If that's, if one of the tricksters was like, yeah, you want to know? Boom. It was like messing with, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't hear anything, but like you said, the 10th or I, I, sh I only listened to it once and was like, you know how you like doubt yourself? I was like, I'm being a lot right now. It's probably just a glitch, a glitch or something. But, um, and the school has a lot of like, like negative energy, right? Like a bad history attached to it. The school does. There's a, um, there's a whole, like there was a train wreck there. There's a whole, it's, I, I think I, you know, everybody thinks, says this, but I think there is actually a Native American burial site there. Right. Like it's a compilation of um, 
you know, incredible tragedies, but it's also a little bit like the Skinwalker Ranch where that's not just spirits and that's not just demons. There is a lot going on there. And um, sometimes I think with that many negative things, some maybe a portal gets opened up mm-hmm. or just like, we're going there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, but it's just, uh, and then I think we are going back but it was uh, the guy that sleeps there. I'm like, how does how? something out of bed in day? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. He he cleanses his face though, right? That's what he said on your no. Maybe um, I'm confusing oh, some that, of them. I, not to the owner. I didn't get to. I didn't get a chance to talk to the owner um, to interview okay. him. He is older guy he's quite a bit older and i'm not even going to start that story because that's a whole one that ryan can tell you about okay. why and stuff but it's endless it's endless and and uh it was maybe that was eric from epic because he's in there live streaming it all the time mm-hmm. i think that's who it was i have so many questions about courage too <laughs> i just think that's so cool i don't think i've i've heard of pet psychics before but i've never heard of psychic pets you know like pets that are like in tune with their surroundings does he ever like it almost sounds like you know like the boss like he, he does he ever warn you he's like don't don't go here or don't do this or mm-hmm. i had two first of all the boss rarely barks and uh if i come in and find him barking at something in my place which only has happened i think twice when we first moved in once and a second time, which was about a year ago. And I will immediately call Sonia and go, what does he see? What is he looking at? Cause I'm pretty in tune. I'm mm-hmm. pretty, um, pretty in tune with what's going on, but she and I have worked together on occasion to find lost pets um, because wow. she, what they see. And then I can sort of with the tarot, I can give direction and I can do stuff like that. And um, which the, um, I wanted to go back though to your original question. They, you know, especially cats. The uh, and it goes hunting. They have an all spec camera, which means it sees colors on a time like we see this, uh, like two inches of color. They see the spectrum enormously, mm-hmm. and that camera is actually designed like a cat's eye oh, because wow. it's how the eye sees. So cats looking at stuff is usually something, but also cats. Cats often deflect stuff for you. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. A lot of cats are protecting. So, um, and animal communicators all do different things. Like some of them just do health or some of them might say, you know, there is a spirit. So there's all kinds out there. So so there's so much talent out there. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So we've had so many experiences and some of them where I said, ask the boss where that cat is or ask where that dog is. And we are starting to think that animals go into other dimensions very easily, which is how they can see this. And because I know I've been in the kitchen and Courage always runs to the kitchen, but sometimes he'll be asleep. And out of the corner of my eye, I'll see him and then I'll look straight on and he's not there. And he's literally left his body to see if I have anything he wants to eat. Um, (laughs) Wow. Uh But she, uh, so we had a cat and the woman can't find the cat. And um, we said, so I had, I had a, I go, there's a furnace outside. This is a furnace outside a house. 
And my, and Sonia said, the cat is showing me a pink building. And so the woman said, you know what? I, of all things, she goes, I bought an abandoned zoo. And this is whatever, this is some sort of a, I don't know what it was, but it was a pink house and the furnace was outside. And we said, there's a wood pile. And then the next, we said, you find the cat in the wood pile. And the cat wasn't in the wood pile. She keeps going back, cat wasn't in the wood pile. Sure enough, three weeks later, we get a phone call. We found the cat in the wood pile. Whoa. But the most interesting story was um, there was a dog that escaped. The owner had just put a sweater on them. This was in Pennsylvania. And the dog ran off. And we couldn't get where the dog was, but we said the dog's coming home. She can usually tell if an animal is alive or um, passed or if they um, uh, are getting weak. And the further, Mm. when they end up in the woods, they lose their domestic side and their wild side comes back. So sometimes she can't, it has to be domesticated usually for her to understand. Mm. So we just knew the dog was coming back. Three months later, the dog comes back, sweater on, just as clean as when it left the house. What? Where, where was it? Was, did someone have it? We don't know. We know. I I think this is one where they go into other dimensions and they come back because Mm -hmm. someone would have had to found the dog, took care of the dog for three months, put the sweater back on, and then the dog came back. And that who did, you know? Yeah. We talk about this on this podcast kind of frequently of just like thin places. Uh, I think you're familiar with Hellier and the Kentucky goblins and the caves and Mm -hmm. I believe I kind of want to believe it like especially with cryptids because like cryptids for me were like the hardest to fathom when I first started getting into the paranormal but I really think that this like this thought of like other dimensions or slipping in between different um realities kind Mm -hmm. of makes a lot of sense for for like cryptids and things that you know are a little bit harder to explain Yeah. And I'm with you cryptids. I never found that interesting until lately, but also, you know, I had a literally, I had some, I'm doing a whole comedy special on this. That's going to come. Are you? Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Well, it's on this next story, which was, I, I used to have people over my house and there was this witch here and she goes, you want to do a fairy spell? And we were like, whatever, you know, sure. you have the pot, so we'll carry on with your agenda. Right. So we do this spell and everybody's spell comes true except mine. And I start getting very, very angry. Yeah. And literally the animal communicator calls me and says, courage says you have a very bad attachment and you need to remove it right away. And that's the start of the special. Oh, um, wow. But- at that point, because I was always like, fairies, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And fae and gin, um, which some people think are connected. The vast, like, you know, you know, people think there's ghosts and demons. What is in between there? Mm-hmm. Elementals, cryptids. It's mind-blowing. And and if you just get the encyclopedia of fairies, it's like two inches thick. Well, what's so interesting to me is every culture has some version of fairies, every single one, mm-hmm. yep. which 
how, how does that happen if there's not any, you know, exactly to it? That's so cool. I can't wait for that. I was happy you had jokes about ghosts at the end of your, your current <laughs> special. Like I've been trying to write jokes about the paranormal and it never, <laughs> they never work out the way because I feel like I have to go so deep. I don't know if you feel this way. Right. Uh, the state cryptid for Pennsylvania is the squonk which is definitely probably not real, but it's basically a cryptid that is like really ugly and it cries into a puddle of its own tears and like disappears. That's its whole premise. And I want to write jokes about it, but I have so far to go. I have to be like a cryptid. <laughs> this is what a cryptid is. A squonk. This is what a squonk. And everyone's like, we don't care. <laughs> like, you I know. Was just, I can't believe how much I'm like a squonk. I'm yeah. always crying. <laughs> It's a very relatable cryptid. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I wish when I cried, I could like disappear. That's what an amazing gift. It doesn't hurt anything. It just runs away, you know? Wow. Yeah. You know what I've always found is it did take me a while to get things palatable for the, you know, the one that I'm doing, which is about the fairy, the fae, um, they have to my character is goofy i am goofy and forgetful and they have to be on board like like Mm -hmm. i had to make it so you can believe it or not but it's that funny so that we're just gonna stay let you go we're gonna live in your world for a minute but it is an interesting it took me a while because exactly what you said i was either in too deep or i wasn't relating now i think i have like 10 or 15 minutes outside that special that are um easily relatable but yeah it's uh, um you know what else i always forget that um i'm a very dark person and i forget (laughs) like yeah Yeah. (laughs) talking about death that some people are like wow that's scary and i'm like really it's gonna happen all of us (laughs) yeah yeah I've been, since the pandemic, I've been, I've been leaning into my darker material. I have a, my grandma was buried in a pet cemetery. So I have a whole joke. I know it's crazy. It's weird. It's a true story. So I have a whole joke about that. And it's a dead dog, dead grandma jokes. And some audiences. Uh, Oh my God. I'd love to see yeah. Oh, I can send you, I'll send you like a little clip of it if you want to see it. Cause I do have it Please recorded. But. Do. Please. <laughs> I love it. I was say, I think we know enough comics that do paranormal stuff that we could have a show, a convention or a show. <laughs> that would be so cool. Even if it was like a podcast slash stand-up thing, that would be really yeah. cool. Yeah, we could talk about that because <laughs> I would love that. Um, and yeah, they like dark. I think because we're so, we think about death all the time, like with mm-hmm. ghosts and whatever, that it's not as like jarring. Like, it's the same thing as sometimes I make jokes about wanting to kill myself at work and they don't land and I'm confused. <laughs> but like, I forget they're normal people that don't think about this stuff. So they can't yes, handle my, it. My friend Lamont would say, you didn't have your comedy superhero outfit on, so they didn't know what to make of it. Yeah, yeah, they were concerned, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> I get it. I've been really enjoying, and I think it sounds like you're doing this the same, which is really exciting. I really like doing dark comedy, but not acting like I'm too cool for it. Like kind of just more goofy and like, can I get away with it? Instead of like, you guys are idiots and I'm going to do this dark joke, you know? Because there's that type of comic a lot. Yeah, there is that I know more than you and it's not about that. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's very, it's, it's a, it's, I mean, I'm sure, you know what, at some point, 
I think we could, you can do it that, I don't know what it is, but it's sort of like what, it's that authenticity because you are, mm -hmm. I can, first of all, comics are all dark. We all have that dark mm -hmm. side and we mm -hmm. all have trauma somewhere in our lives. That's where the connection comes from. Whether you, even if you're not talking about dark things, you're talking about TV commercials, you have to connect with the, the darker side of the crowd or the trauma, the sadness before you can bring the laughter. That's just like mm -hmm. a metaphysical thing. And um, eventually you get to a place where once it's so authentic, you can say anything. And mm -hmm. you are, even though you're a dark person, you are a light soul. Like you're, mm -hmm. you are light. And so that's why it probably works well that way. Cause you're not warning them. You're like, I think <laughs> yeah. I'm going to act lightheartedly. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Other times they're like, not you don't, you know, some crowds get sad for me, but that's okay. I, I do say like when a crowd awes me, it means at least they're invested. Their heart is in it for me. They're just not reacting the way I want them to. So I can't get mad at them. I'm like, all right, you care enough that you're feeling something. I just wish it was happiness instead of pity. <laughs> you know, I you know there's a, there's a joke that I do where I say, uh, a woman, uh, she told me I had alien DNA and I said, tell me more. And she goes, uh, there's a race of aliens called Palladians. They're a peace loving people with smooth skin and they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. You're not one of those. <laughs> I feel like sometimes if they go, ah, I go, oh, they think I'm really ugly. But if they laugh, yeah, they're, they're like, we know that doesn't. We know <laughs> yeah. <she> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Comedy is crazy. I've had like audience members come up and be like, you're beautiful. Don't say that about yourself. And I'm like, I'm not talking about the stuff I'm actually, actually sad about. Like, I'm just trying well, to have fun. <laughs> I made it to the stage. I'm the lucky one. I'm the one doing stand up. I won. Yeah, I I I'm taking it back control. Sorry, this <laughs> got like off on like a tangent, but um, that story is so cool. I love it. We're going to plug your podcast at the end. So if uh, you want to say the name of the episode at that point, that would be awesome. So listeners can check it out. Um, but I prepared a story for you. Yay! Yeah, I'm excited. I hope you like it. If Elvis and Buddy Holly are the Cain and Abel of rock and roll, Bruce Springsteen and Zachariah, Iggy Pop is Methuselah. Of course, Neil Young is the wise prophet Ezekiel. What does that make Get in the Garage? Well, I think that makes Get in the Garage the one-stop shop for all know-how, history, countdowns, disagreements, agreements, and pretty much everything that you want you, you want to hear about music. Get in the Garage. Get in the Garage. A music program from the Wasted Robot Network. I was just learning to love. <laughs> So you have a great dry bar special out called Wyoming is Boring. So listeners, check that out. And uh, because of the name, I wanted to see if I could find any interesting or cool paranormal occurrences there. And there's a lot. Did you know there's like a jilly? <laughs> like a lot. It's In haunted. Wyoming? Yeah. 
I will tell you, I used to have, and it's still up somewhere. I used to have a comedy series called Paranormal Karen. And it was that, which is the name of my podcast. And it was one minute. And wherever I was, I would go and I would make jokes about whatever paranormal thing they had. Wyoming, I think I have four or five episodes. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know how scary, but you have the city that has a population of one. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yes. I went and interviewed that guy, asked him if he (laughs) was... Asked him if he was part of a gang. Um, <laughs> you have a tree growing out of a rock. There were all these like really weird things. So I have no doubt Wyoming is crazy. Go ahead. Tell yeah, me. That's awesome. Okay. So um, the one that caught my attention the most was Lake Desmond. Have you heard of it? I haven't. Okay. Let me set the scene. I always like to tell a story first to kind of hopefully creep people out. So in the 1800s, an Indian tribe camped next to an eerie lake. They believe the water would cause hallucinations, noticed some animals wouldn't go to certain parts of the lake, and heard unexplained noises at night. So, of course, this is where a young Native couple decided to meet after everyone had fallen asleep. Little Moon, the young crow warrior, arrived at the lakefront before his love stardust and stared out into the misty lake. In the mist, he saw the most beautiful maiden he's ever seen smiling and beckoning to him. By the time Stardust had arrived, she could not pull Little Moon's attention away from the maiden. When the sun had risen the next day, Stardust had drowned in the lake. And it's up for debate whether she was so distraught at finding her love with another that she did it herself or somehow Little Moon was involved. Regardless, it's said that Stardust's father chained Little Moon to a rock near the lake to die. And sometimes his cries for the water maiden can still be heard to this day. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) couple of things I love about that which is first of all ladies know what you're gonna get if you're the name is little moon that's (laughs) yeah right pointing already Mm -hmm. of course I don't know but I think this is a tulpa oh okay I love when some you know a tulpa is when someone tells a story over and over and people start to it's like many haunted places they'll go this used to be an abortion clinic right. and you can see the baby's crying mm-hmm. and it and when you do the actual historical research it wasn't but you may get an avp of a baby crying because so many people have put energy into that story mm-hmm. that it happens so it could have happened but it sounds like one of those stories that got passed down and down yeah, and down i couldn't that tell yeah <laughs> created its own haunting it could have happened though there's a lot of water um mm-hmm. you know not just sirens but there's a lot of um there's a very famous water spirit that um it's a i think it's a latino oh the love Yorona. is that what you're yeah yeah it could be something like that or it just sounded like a siren i just thought that mm-hmm. was a siren but that's also the thing about that story they are known for stuff like that. Really for like tricking humans into the water and things like that. That scares me so much. Just the thought of that. I don't know. You know, now that you said that there's actually a, um, there's a, there's a great book by a woman named Dion fortune called psychic self-defense. I think there's other ones with that name, but she wrote it like in the twenties and she talks about certain people that have their, you know, air, fire, water, they have a disproportionate enough of especially water where they can't stop. They just keep 
If something draws them out there, they literally walk until they drown. When I was in high school, there was a kid and he wasn't a pyromaniac as starting fires, but he couldn't stop with fire. And he literally walked into a bonfire and it was amazing that he lived, but he couldn't stop himself. So there is something about elemental spirits pulling someone that that, um, she had a great, I I wish I could, it's in that book if you ever see it. So okay, yeah, may not be a precautionary tale. That may be, yeah. Yeah, I'll check it. And there's one more part to, well, it's like a couple paragraphs, but this lake is like full of all kinds of stuff. So um, this article was pulled, uh, this story was pulled from the article, The Sinister Story Behind This Popular Wyoming Lake by Lisa Jensen. Um, the lake was formed millions of years ago by an underground fire in the coal seams that caused the ground to collapse soon after the hole filled with water. Um, but supernatural spirits aren't the only thing the lake is said to have. As early as 1925, people have reported seeing a serpent-like monster in the waters comparable to Nessie. And this creature is lovingly referred to as Smeddy. So according to Road Trip USA, the mysterious sea serpent of Wyoming by Carson Vaughn, an author and railroad surveyor named Edward Gillette told a tale of seeing this monster in his 1925 book, Locating the Iron Trail. As he arrived at the lake, a family of ranchers were all excited to see him. They stated they wished Gillette had arrived a half hour earlier as they'd seen two sea serpents, which made a great commotion in the water and swam as fast as a horse could trot. Upon asking them to describe these animals as accurately as possible, Mrs. Barkey, who was one of the ranchers, stated they looked like a long telephone pole with large buckets attached, referring no doubt to the fins or flappers along their sides. Gillette went on to say... The stories he heard came from reliable sources, and he has no reason to doubt this story. So the problem with this one, the the Crow Warrior story, I could find a bunch of different sources, but this one, there's a few sources, but there's no recent sightings after that, which leads me to believe it's probably not real. But it's a fun thing, you know, Smeddy, the the Wyoming Loch Ness (laughs) monster. You know, even in another dimension, I think things die. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I again, I want to believe I want to be on board. And I think if there's, well, my favorite, this is a a joke tweet, but it's one of my favorites is that (laughs) Nessie, some people believe that Nessie is the ghost of a dinosaur that died in the lake. Like one of the, like the plesiosaur or whatever. It's like, she's just a ghost. That's why I think that's hilarious. Like the thought of that. You know, also, this is I, I will never forget this. My friend Christopher Balzano, um, he he was he sold some of the first ghost hunting books and he lived in Boston and they had a they used to have a couple of haunted houses in Boston that were um, act so active that they would just tape and it would be voice, voice, voice. And in one of these houses, they were doing a taping. They weren't in the room. They were literally, you know, kind of remotely listening and there's voice 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 and then another voice comes in and says they're taping you silence whoa so i think it's almost like this is part of what i think the change in aquarius is i know in like india they see ghosts all the time because they are they're in tune to it they don't say that's Mm -hmm. but um I think a lot of these things aren't supposed to be showing up or they will be soon. I think that's part of the age of Aquarius where we're sort of melding dimensions, but I think they are, you know, it's almost like I always wonder the Mothman in um, Virginia Mm -hmm. West Virginia. 
it seemed like because so much activity happened after he showed up. They had UFOs. They right. had little men in black. They had men in black would show up in cars that were 30 years old but seemed brand new. And I always wondered if like Mothman was just this thing that escaped and everybody was like going back and we got to get him back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. The, the last guest we had, Maureen Ferguson told this story about how when she was little, she had that classic, like remembering a past life story, but then uh, the way it ended, she said, they said, I can't talk about this anymore. And then she never talked about it again. See, I think I think we're just about to break that wall where we're, we'll know, where we'll know more. I would love that, honestly. I mean, I, it's fun to like theorize and stuff, but it does feel like things are ramping up. It does feel like things are getting a little crazier. Um, well, yeah, I think put on your seatbelt. It's about, it's about to really change. Really? Like in the next like year or like the next couple of years? The next month. The next month? That's scary. Uh, is, it, is it a bad thing, do you think? Or do you think it's just a thing that's going to happen? Um, I don't think things are good or bad because I think it's like birth. It's like we are in the contractions right now and the birth is about to happen. The United States astrology right now is the same as it was in 1776. Oh, wow. And I... I don't think it's coronavirus, but I think it's something else, or it could literally be a civil war about mandates or whatever. I'm mm -hmm. leaving California because it's gotten so crazy. And I love California. I'm moving mm -hmm. out. Um, but I do think, you know, I don't know. I just think in the next starting, we're in the, what, the third week of December, mm -hmm. right? January, I think it's just going to be like things we've never seen before. And then it will start to get better in March, but it's okay. not about, um, like, I don't see, I'm like you, I posted something like this and people said it was scary. And I was like, it's not about being scary. It's like being prepared. It's like, being yeah. prepared for have food and water and money around, just have it around. Okay. <laughs> I always try. That's a good life rule <laughs> in general. <laughs> have food yeah. and money and water. <laughs> don't rely on to the store tomorrow, but <laughs> yeah. I and, and, you know, also, I do believe that we all came to this earth to experience this. So lean in. You're in the movie now. Lean in and, and have a good time. That's a good point that we're, you know, we're we're here whether we like it or not. So just lean in and make the best of it. And I always feel fortunate because I'm not I live in Philly, but I'm not from Philly. I'm from the Poconos. And uh, I, I'm trying to write a joke about how my family is basically like that, that um, mor moral test where it's like, who would you kill off? My sister's a doctor. <laughs> My brother's a mechanic. My mom's a gardener. And then I'm a comic. I'm like, I would die, but they're going to take care of me if something goes wrong. You know, like, I have everything I could need. <laughs> I was just in the Poconos. Uh, Were you? A couple. Yes, I was at uh, Wisecrackers. I love Wise with the uh, Bruce's. Yes. Oh, that's my too God. We didn't I wish I knew. Yeah, I love that room. I love the Bruce's yeah. too. They're great. Nick oh, yeah. was actually on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has a time slip story. It's really cool. Wow, I just did a podcast on time slips. You know, I had a I had a bizarre time slip. You did. Um, you know, 
George Carlin always had this joke and it was my favorite. And uh, the audience is going crazy for him. And he goes, ah, you guys don't love me. And they're like, no, we love you. And he's like, ah, you guys don't love me. No, we love you. And he goes, listen, even if the whole world was destroyed, there'll be somebody just like me. And the whole world is destroyed. There's only six people. The minute everybody started working, there'd be one person standing there going, that's not right. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> That's your job. And that you'd be like, that's not right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be there trying to like, yeah, make fun of people and yeah. Call, call my siblings out for being ridiculous, you know, cause they're, they're yeah. very serious. My sister doesn't even, she's a doctor. She doesn't even laugh at my jokes. It hurts. I try to get over <laughs> it, but it's fine. Um, but yeah. And you said you had a time slip. Do you want to tell that story? Really? Is it a long, is it too long or? No, I'll make it okay. very short. I was um, driving with a friend and she was a medium and we used to hang around and she always said, you know, the energy you and I together just creates this crazy energy. We always had great paranormal and stuff. And so I picked her up in Carlsbad or right above Carlsbad and I got gas and we had the receipt from the gas. And then we were going to um, Yuma, which if you know California, you go down the 405, it turns into the five, you take a left on the eight and you go all the way across. Now I had lived where the eight and the 405 cross. I know every single street sure. above this. And um, so we got the gas receipt and then we were talking and then the CD started to skip. And we both looked down at the CD and touched the rate. We laughed because we touched the radio together and we sat up and all of a sudden I see a wall and I don't recognize this wall. We haven't gone by Grand Ave. We haven't gone by Garnett. We haven't gone by SeaWorld. Sure. We haven't gone by the eight. And um, she said, and I said, what do you think they just put this up? And she screams, oh my God, we're in Mexico. What? We, are, we pull off. We are in Mexico and we can't get out. And we, it took us five hours to get out. I walked into the gig at eight o'clock. I literally had to call the booker and tell him I was in a car accident because I couldn't tell him. We couldn't figure out what, when, what happened. Holy cow. We have the time on the gas receipt and we have the moment she made the call to her husband uh -huh. when we got to Mexico. And they do not, we would have had to been going like 150 miles an hour. When you can't get into Mexico, there's somebody at the border. You don't right. just drive. And that was really, that was one of the freakiest things ever. We called the animal communicator because Courage was in the car. And I was like, ask him what just happened. Yeah. We didn't tell him anything. And she said, oh, he's showing me like a TV show where you're in one room and then you go right through the wall and you're in another room. Ooh, that gave me chills. That's so, I, I like, I'm excited about it. And it's kind of like, you know, I, I grew up in a pretty haunted house. And at the time I'm like, I hate this when a thing is happening. And then after I think about it, I'm like, this is exciting, but yeah. ooh, it still just freaks me out, you know, like, cause there's so, it just shows how little control you have, I guess, you know, like mm -hmm. if that could happen, but, how, and you didn't have passports or anything, right. Cause you were not expecting no. international. That was the thing. And she yeah. freaked out and she was like, they're going to take courage. And I was like, why would they take my dog? And she had me like, I was almost in tears because I thought they were, they? Dog. but they didn't. And, and then what was weird was right along that time, there was a case in San Diego 
of a Marine who had all kinds of guns in his back and his trunk. And he was driving to the shooting. I don't know where he was going, but he suddenly found himself in Mexico and he didn't know how he got there. And he got arrested. He's pulled over and he said, just so you guys know, there's a lot of firearms in the trunk. And they arrested him. And this case was very famous because he didn't he was honest and they couldn't get him out of the Mexican jail. And they finally did. But I thought that's exactly what happened to us. Exactly. We were like, where are we? Wow. I don't want to do that again. (laughs) No, that's not a good one. I've read stories that are very cool of like time slipping, like slipping literally like into the past. And that sounds horrible again. Cause you're like, how do I get out? Like you're, you don't belong there. You know, like, I feel like your whole body knows, like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. So it's right. gonna be so jarring. Yeah. It's pretty weird. Jeez. Well, this episode was awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest. I really enjoyed <laughs> all of these stories, honestly. And I enjoyed looking up Wyoming too. It was, you know, oh, good. something new. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that way we get to work together. Yeah, oh my God, please let me know. Or if you ever want to come to Philly, I could try Like I could definitely give you some like bookers information and things like that. So. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm moving to Nashville, so I'm going to be out in your area. Yeah, that'll be sweet. <laughs> That'd be cool. And then also I'll definitely, um, we should talk about doing like a paranormal comic thing. Cause I think that'd be yes! really cool. Yes. And look up Ryan Singer. Cause Ryan has Ryan another. Singer. Yeah. He has a whole nother paranormal comedy special coming out next year. <gasps> That's exciting. Okay. I'll definitely find him and ask if he wants to be a guest on the show. I'd love to do that. And um, for any of my listeners out there, how can they find you? Uh, Well, they can listen to Paranormal Karen. That's my podcast. I have a, uh, they can book a reading at KarenRontowski.com or ParanormalKaren.com. I just started a Patreon if you want to learn psychic development and tarot. And then my second dry bar special should be out next year. And there's a lot of, there's a long story about a mirror in that. (laughs) I'm so excited. I can't wait for that special. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And um, listeners, if uh, you know the deal, looking for me, my Instagram and TikTok is Meg gets money, gets spelled G-O-E-T-Z, like my last name. And uh, that's, that's the end of the the cast today. Thank you so much, Karen. (laughs) Thank you, Meg. You're a blast. Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at realchillspodcast. Do you know someone who should be on Real Chills? Is that person you? Go to realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more. Special thanks to Valerie Jamea McShane. Artwork by Libby Rundell. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Traskowski. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.